School PR professionals spend a week or two each year networking, if they're lucky. We pour into this professional development and the conversations drive us in our work. Collaboration is one of the best parts of our job, but then we go back to our daily work and the buzz of bright conversations and innovation starts to wear off. Welcome to School PR Happy Hour. We seek to create a shared space of collaboration and an opportunity to continue those conversations long after the closing sessions of our state and national conferences. We are a community, a community of communicators that lean on each other in hard times and learn from each other regularly. This podcast is about just that, getting to know each other better and sharing our passions about furthering education one story at a time. What's up, friends, and welcome into another episode of School PR Happy Hour. Today's episode is one I've been looking forward to since we put it on the schedule back in September. We're bringing back a guest from early in School PR Happy Hour, and we're talking about reverse mentoring. Sometimes out there, there's buzzwords that get used over and over again in our industry, and reverse mentoring, mentoring, those are ones I don't want them to lose their power because they are powerful. And today's person, today's guest, is the perfect person to talk about mentoring and reverse mentoring. If you know her, you know she's willing to step up and help whenever she can, wherever she can, for whoever she can. And she is one of my favorite people in school PR. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation about reverse mentoring with Tracy Gents APR. We're excited to welcome back Class Intercom as a sponsor for season four of School PR Happy Hour. Class Intercom is a social media management tool designed specifically for schools and districts. Class Intercom allows for social media content creation from an unlimited amount of users, including students, in a safe and carefully moderated way. It also has built-in reporting and archiving for one school-friendly price. Learn more at classintercom.com. I am excited for today's conversation. We are going to talk about mentoring and reverse mentoring and, and everything that comes with that. And I'm joined today by the Communication and Community Engagement Coordinator for Grand Fork Public Schools and your North Central Region Vice President of INSPRA. And honestly, one of my favorite people in the world, Tracy Gents, APR. What's up, friend? We have not well, talked to each other in a hot minute. <laughs> we have not. Doing well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I was, uh, I was looking back and, you know, usually we start with tell your story about how you got into school PR, but we've done that before <laughs> on this show with you. But did you realize it was over three and a half seasons and a full pandemic ago the last time we did this? No. Well, it makes sense, but time flies when you're, you know, battling COVID, I guess. So what has been going on with you since, I guess, September 2019? <laughs> Well, like you, we had a little pandemic up here to respond to. So that was interesting to just see the the evolution of our jobs um, and what that all entailed and how different that could be from position to position, state to state. And I just remain in awe of school PR, school communicators and everything that they've done for the past. Well, we're getting close to three years now. Um, and all that they took on and, you know, taught themselves and how they partnered with other agencies. Um, and then I, um, as you had shared, I joined the ENSPR board um, as the North Central Region Vice President um, in October of 2020. So I thought, you know, a pandemic wasn't enough. Let's let's do right. more. Let's, you know, take on a little bit more work. And But it has been fantastic. Um, 
representing the, the states up here in the northern Great Plains and um, all of the different opportunities that that has brought, um, bringing that perspective um, to the board has been fantastic. So just a little bit here and there. I will say that, you know, as usual, when things are going down like this, the more people I talk to, especially when like probably six to eight months into COVID when we were really, everybody's really trying to get their sea legs and figure out what was going on. Um, as always, your name kept coming up as someone who was, you know, people were like, Tracy's helping me out. Tracy's helping me. I'm like, Tracy's helping everybody out. So uh, from all of us, thank you for being that person continually to help with whether it's, you know, your crisis plan that you've helped so many people with or helping us shift to COVID and just being a friend and mentor for many. Uh, that's kind of why I wanted to have this conversation today about mentoring and reverse mentoring, because my thing, like one thing me and Aaron have talked about offline a lot going into this season is buzzwords that are in the industry, whether it's PR, whether it's school PR, whatever it is, there's this group of buzzwords that lose a little bit of their momentum or meaning the more they're used, right? Absolutely. One of them that we're, we're dealing, like, I think storytelling is getting really oh. overly used, but you need to define what we're talking about. But one that I don't want to get oversaturated is mentoring because there's so much power behind it. But then there's also this new word, reverse mentoring that I've heard quite often. And I think that that, um, the, the way we look at that is all is, is a really cool aspect of this thing. So let's just start with just a simple story of tell me about one of your mentors who's made an impact on you and how y'all connected. Well, you might be familiar with her, uh, Julie Phantom APR. Never heard of her. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't quite sure if that would bring a bell or not. Um, when Julie was president of INSPRA, um, I found her to be like many others, just so engaging, but was really surprised at how she would reach out to people and tap people on the shoulder and say, you know, like during a, a Twitter chat that we would have, you know, tell me a little bit more about what you said with this, or I'd like to get some feedback on this. And what do you think, you know, if the, the organization did X, Y, Z. And, and so for me really in school PR, one of the first people was Julie and it was during her presidency for ENSPRA and um, just sharing, you know, her perspective, reading her columns, hearing her speak, um, her reaching out to different people, participating in the Twitter chat um, itself, that was huge as well. Um, so having somebody with such great experience, such varied experience, that depth of experience, who was willing to share that with other people, and was somebody who I really felt like almost any situation I would ask about, um, building an advertising program, for example. You know, Julie, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, well, we've done that here. You know, here's some resources. And again, that generosity of school PR, which I think is almost unique to the business um, when you talk to people outside of it and say, oh, yeah, we share resources all the time and we're always in collaboration. Um, it seems to take people by surprise. They don't necessarily do this in their line of work. Um, but for me, that was modeled by Julie. Um, and so then that's when it was, you know, what can I do? What is my role in school PR? What can I bring to the table? And then that generosity of spirit, how can I share that with others, um, regardless of where they're at, you know, how can you upscale it, downscale it for one person shops or for large departments? And, you know, how can you continue to um, share resources and information with others? Well, I think that it's something you said there just about the way we share resources. I think it is unique. Um, 
I think education as a whole is unique that way. Cause, you know, with my wife being a first year AP, I'm seeing her reach out to some of her friends and they're like, Hey, this is how we did it. And she's like, that's brilliant. Why didn't I do it that way? So, um, but one thing I think for me going through, you know, on and off with different mentors that I've had through different districts, I've worked at different jobs and seeing the, the moment that's kind of magical for me in those situations. Like you said, I can reach out to Julie and ask, Hey Julie, what do you think on advertising programs? You know, she's got it. So, but those moments where you reach out and you're like, Hey, what about this situation? And neither of you have experience in it. The, <laughs> yeah. the, like the master class that happens at that moment where you have to like, all right, then we need to sit down and figure this out. So when COVID hits and we all start reaching out to our mentors, Hey, what do you do when a pandemic hits? Heck, I don't know. I haven't been alive in a hundred years or 400 years. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think that is a, a really fun moment that leads to the other side of things, reverse mentoring, where, yes. you know, someone who may have been around for 25 to 30 years versus someone who's five to 10 years in the, they bring two different things. Mm -hmm. So when you have those moments where, yeah, I don't really know the answer and neither do they. Let's have a conversation about it. There's going to be two very different perspectives coming in, which leads to a new answer. So let's shift to reverse mentoring. We'll bounce back and forth the whole time. Um, what are your thoughts? And first off, for those that don't know, why don't you explain your, your definition, what you think reverse mentoring looks like and what it means, and then we'll go from there. Sure. This will be a shock for you and I'm sure other people listening who know me at least a little bit. Of course, I was researching this. After you re uh, reached out, I thought, okay, well, I want to make sure I have this right in my head. So I know the traditional definition um, typically has to do with like a senior or an executive team member being paired or partnered up with a younger junior member where they do more peer-to-peer -peer coaching. And I think really the genesis of it was thinking like the senior member would have more information to give on the junior member in some areas, um, whether it be career planning or leadership skills or what have you. Uh, but I think really there's just such an amazing synergy that happens there that, you know, for me, um, I am paired with two mentees through Enspra's Mentor Match program. Uh, I have no idea and we've never really talked about it. I don't know if they're older or younger than me. Um, they both have two very different goals or very different areas that they're coming from right now. One is working towards her APR. I think the other might as well um, at some point, but she's a one-person shop, um, which I was for eight and a half years. And so it's just those conversations of, you know, the APR process or the one-person shop. So we would come together um, through that program, set guidelines, you know, what's your goal? Um, how often do we meet, you know, what kind of feedback and all of that. Um, but it's really morphed into, I think I learned just as much, if not more, every time we meet, um, than I probably impart the knowledge on. And it's, you know, again, it could be really focused on a certain subject area. Um, for us in school PR, let's say the APR again, for example. Uh, but it also could be other things, like you said, um, with COVID, things pop up and anything could happen at any point, um, the blessing and the curse of school PR. So then it's just a great opportunity with each of them, I meet separately every other week um, over video chat. And so then it's just those conversations of, well, what's happening in your school system or your life right now? What's happening for me? And just the conversation, the sharing of resources, um, you know, I've gone through this or somebody in my state or my SPRA um, has, let me reach out to them. Let me get those resources for you. So I think it's really 
uses that traditional definition, but of course, as many things in school PR, we like to tip it on its head a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, so it's that synergy between two different people and you know, what do I have to offer and that knowledge to impart on you? Um, but I think then you, you get way back or you get more um, back than you ever thought possible. Today's public schools face increasing competition for students with open enrollment and the expansion of private and online schools. Student recruitment and enrollment marketing is a growing priority in many districts. Whether you're seeing enrollment numbers slowly return to their pre-pandemic levels, have an aging community, or are facing new competition, we believe districts need to approach enrollment with a strategic year-round marketing plan. I'm Susan Hardy Brooks, a senior strategist at CISO Communications, and this is your CISO top tip for this episode. If you're thinking about launching a new enrollment campaign or a win back campaign, here are three tips we believe you should be involved in in any enrollment marketing plan. Number one, as we do in all of our projects, a successful enrollment marketing campaign will always start with thorough research on your current district enrollment. If the students left, where did they go and why? Who are your local competitors for those students? What sets you apart from these other options? Number two, take a look at your enrollment process. Is the experience user-friendly? How many forms do parents have to fill out? Find the roadblocks in the process and simplify them for your users. Number three, Enrollment marketing is not just something you think about in the spring and summer. It should be a year-round plan that fits seamlessly into your communication strategy. You know, public schools can learn a lot from private schools and colleges when it comes to student recruitment. I could fill an entire episode of this podcast with ideas on how to successfully reach families and students and bring them home to your district. At CISO, We love partnering with districts to creatively approach enrollment marketing. If your district is interested in learning more about these types of campaigns, we'd love to chat with you. Visit thecso.com and connect with us. You can also follow us on our social channels at CISOcoms. At CISO, we want to work with you to rethink possible. So I know we both are um, in the Brene Brown fan club and um, we often will text each other or share on Twitter. Hey, I listened to this one and then we all listen to it. Well, a couple weeks ago, she came out with an interview on Dare to Lead with Janice Omadeke. I'm hoping I say that right. Um, About and basically what Janice had done is she created the mentor method which was an app that would it was like a dating app for mentors she goes yes you swipe left or swipe right (laughs) and then we figure out what y'all's goals are and we put you together and she sold it and she became the first african-american woman woman to make a technology sale like that of that value so it's a big deal but she talks about mentoring and how her mother was like the lead person for her mindset of the way she thinks about mentoring because her mom would take people in and help people and then expect nothing back from them. Just, I just want to make you a better person. And the quote she said about mentoring in the show that really stuck with me was mentoring should be a fulfilling relationship between somebody with more experience and someone with less. 
with the goal of helping both individuals become an elevated version of themselves. Mm. And I think that is taking your research and putting it all into one little sentence. And I think that's the goal. I know with my new position with CISO, I've had the opportunity to work with Brett Clark and he, mm. and riding in a cab in Minnesota together, we were talking about his mentor and his reverse mentor and who he works with. And he was talking about, I mean, one of his that he works with is our good friend, David O. Oh. And he's like, I've learned so much from David that Absolutely. I wouldn't have known. And that's why it works out. It makes me better at my job because I hear a different perspective from someone who's a little younger than me. So I think that finding that mentor and, and then finding someone that can challenge you pushing back, not so much pushing back, but teaching and just make it a two-sided thing is, um, is important. And, you know, with my job change and a little bit looking a little different than it used to be the, you know, less 80 hours a week at a school district, more 80 hours a week at my house. Um, <laughs> uh, that has been a part that I've been looking for trying to find somebody to, and obviously I have Julie to work with and that's been great and have this, this team we have at CISO that's awesome, but somebody outside of the company that can just keep me connected to what's going on in schools and things like that. So I think that's important. You mentioned, uh, the Inspirmentor program. And I did want to spend some time talking about that and kind of what the, the background and what it looks like and how that it helps match folks up. So if you want to talk, tell us a little bit about that, that'd be awesome. Sure. Um, and it's something I was really honored as a board member to be able to kind of watch the, the staff develop the concept and really bring it to life because um, the Ensper staff is just amazing. Um, so Ensper's Mentor Match program is free to Ensper members. Um, so if you have a certain number of years of experience, five, seven or more, you can sign up to be a mentor. Anybody can sign up to be a mentee. Um, there's a questionnaire, ask, you know, the basic information, but we'll also ask, you know, about subject specific. Are you looking at your APR, strategic planning, um, uh, leadership, you know, different areas that you're looking to grow or that you're curious about. And then that can help um, give you a menu or um, a group of people that you could select from um, for being a possible mentor. Um, then the system reaches out to them for you and then they can accept or decline. Mentors can decide how many mentees that they would like to have at once. You can continue to change that in the system. Um, but from there, then um, you match up and then the mentee reaches out um, initially, like, this is my goal. There's a list of questions that they can respond to. Um, this is what I'm interested in learning. This is kind of the timeline. And then from there, you can set up your meetings or your conversations, however you would like. Awesome. So, so it's basically an opportunity for people that maybe brand new, don't know anybody. Hey, I need somebody, I need help. Or someone who's been around for a while and is like, Hey, I'm ready to help. Or, Hey, I'm ready to learn from other folks. Um, I think that's an important thing that we've added at the Inspire level, because I think that was, I know when, when I was in there first the time I went was, I think San Diego was the first one I went to as when I, mm -hmm. when we met, um, mm -hmm. I walked in and knew nobody yeah. other than Julie, which was the key to knowing everybody, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I couldn't imagine coming in and not knowing anybody, a first year person or second year person in school PR walking into something that size. Teesper is that size as well. So I know it's intimidating at Teesper as well. Um, and just having a resource there to help connect you to somebody quickly is important. So as you are working with your reverse mentors or with, you know, with your direct mentor, what is, would you say is 
the biggest lesson that you've learned? Oh, it's a loaded question. I apologize. I didn't give you a chance to prep for that one. But what do you think the number one lesson that you've really walked away with from your time with these, these folks that you've been working with is? I think really what I've learned the most is that you're going to learn something new every time. And it's not necessarily going to be what you expect. I think about Tina, uh, my mentee from Nebraska, and she's working towards her APR. But the various conversations we've had about other things, um, she's a one-person shop as well. And so the, um, and very active um, in her state, and they're doing some very fantastic initiatives about public education. And so hearing from her and the experiences that she has being networked with those individuals um, and how they're supporting public education, how they're all coming together to do that, uh, you know, that was something maybe I wouldn't have anticipated going into this. I knew that, you know, um, achieving the APR is her ultimate goal and that becomes my ultimate goal. But then the other conversations that we have, her sharing that experience, um, we've had some other experiences just as school PR as emergencies or crises pop up that we've shared. So then we can share resources or share information about that as well. Might not have been, again, the first thing that popped up in my mind when um, we you know, joined together and began the mentor-mentee relationship, but you know, that's where we are now. And I would say um, the other part of it is she's just as much a mentor to me as I might be to her. I may have gone through the process and have those three letters after my name, um, but really when we're having the conversation, if somebody came in and was a third party, they might not know. And that's really important just to impart that knowledge, but be as much of a listener and a learner um, as imparting that knowledge and sharing with others. And that's important because a lot of times, you know, in the business world where my dad came from and, you know, all that mentor was, Hey, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to match you with someone who's been here a while. So you can make us as much money as possible. Yep. We're going to have them teach you how to make us money. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I mean, that's not how it works here in school PR, obviously, <laughs> but, uh, um, I think it's important like what you said there about being as much of a listener as you are uh, as an influencer type of thing um i think that's important because we have to if i come into a conversation with someone who's a first year video person and i'm like here's how you tell a story that may not be how they tell a story that's that's my way of doing it but it may not work for them so being a you know hearing both sides and being just that trusted person for them to vent to but also you can redirect and help them a little bit and they can take it if they want and they don't have to. That's kind of the fun part about it. Um, so if someone's listening who is nervous about becoming a mentor, maybe they are having a little bit of imposter syndrome of, I can't give anybody oh, yeah. anything. Um, what would your, what would your advice to them be as far as, Hey, jump in, get in there and learn something like, what would you tell them? Mm-hmm. I think what's really important in that moment is to reflect on how you got to where you are um, and realize that that had to do with a network of people who really cared about you and invested their time and resources in you. And I think it's really incumbent on all of us to give back in a variety of ways um, in the various um, affiliations that you have. But I think for me, oh, the imposter syndrome is real. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, it's almost 10 years that I've been in school PR. Well, what do I have um, to share with people? You know, who am I to say X, Y, Z? Well, I've had a lot of people put their time and energy and resources into me. 
I have a school system that I work for that really prioritizes professional development and that it's incumbent on me to pass that along to the next person. And so you may not feel like you're an expert or have the, you know, the official training or certificates or whatnot, uh, but don't let that stop you. You still have information to share. And I would say that for, the same for the mentees. Um, you know, I think about a lot of times people will think, you know, they're a younger individual. What do they have to share? Well, if that's true, you have a lot to share. You grew up in a very different era than maybe your mentor or other people you're going to visit with. So, you know, share those experiences with them and find those things that um, you can impart knowledge on, you know, generational information. Um, what does leadership look like to you? What is your career path? Um, how did you even get into the business? All those little pieces might be that little magic nugget that somebody else needs to hear from you to be inspired, to be continuing on their path. And so I think it's just that concept of leaning in, lean in and get curious, um, try to, to acknowledge the, the voices of the imposter syndrome. Thank you very much for, you know, creeping in my head and sharing that with me, but now I'm going to set you to the side and, um, I do have something to share. People put resources and time into me. And so it's incumbent, um, that I pass that along to the next person. Well, as you know, when we, uh, wrap up shows, we ask questions about past influential people in your education, but we've asked you that before. And if you've been following along this season, I have, a, uh, the first guest we had sent me some pod decks, which are, I purchased them a long time ago. They're random questions that you pull out of a deck of cards. And I literally pulled these two out and they fit perfectly with the topic we're talking about. Aww. And this was a random pull. So we're going to, I'm going to ask you two questions to end today's shows off, show off. Um, Number one, what is the main thing that influences your decisions as you work through your school PR life? Hmm. You know, I spend a lot of time now, um, we talk a lot about misinformation and disinformation and what they mean, how they're different. And so for me, a lot of it is people's intent. You know, what is your intent or what is our intent with sharing information? What's the intent of the person asking the information? I think we're in a very interesting time in public education. Um, you know, again, only been in here for about a decade. So I don't know if this is part of the ebb and flow or if this is, you know, something that we really quite haven't seen before. Um, but for me, it's really important, again, to um, what I had shared in the previous answer, to lean in and get curious. Um, but really, I like to um, think about and focus on people's intent. You know, what is the intent with the question? What is it that you need from me? And make sure that I'm delivering on that promise and on those things, um, whether it's part of my job or the mentor relationship or something through ENSPRA. Just make sure that I'm accountable to what the person needs and is asking. I think there's definitely an ebb and flow in this, but I think we are in the flow of all flows. <laughs> <laughs> like it put your floaties on everyone yeah, everybody get ready because uh, we're going whitewater rafting <laughs> all right <let's, laughs> excuse me last question i'll ask you here is what is the last thing you've done and i'm gonna say at work campaign whatever it may be what's the last thing that you've done that you are really really proud of so do you want work in my school district or work um just in school pr let's do school pr Oh, perfect. I was hoping you were going to say that. <laughs> uh, so there was a group of us um, that spoke last week. 
there was a K-12 COVID symposium um, being put on by a number of different organizations. And so a number of us went to Chicago to speak at the symposium. And I was really proud to be with that group of individuals, including Kathy Kajijian, who is the president of Ensbra this year, um, and being really vulnerable and sharing with people from um, universities, other school systems, the CDC. So there were different um, members of the federal government there from um, the Trump administration and now the Biden administration and being really frank with them about what the experiences were like for school PR and within schools um, and maybe some of the pressure points and maybe where communication broke down between various agencies. And so just you know, having that opportunity to speak at that level um, and share that information. So, you know, hopefully we never have anything like that again in our lives. Um, but for the next time something like that happens, we have lesson learned. Um, we can maybe have a playbook. You know me, I love to plan. I love yes, a really good do. plan, uh, an emergency plan. So just, you know, continue to talk and have those lessons learned because there was a lot uh, of pain that happened in various levels for people during the pandemic. And so to be at a point to be able to talk about that and to share those lessons learned and, you know, set the path forward, I think um, is just, it's remarkable of all the people involved in it. And it's such a gift to others and to be able to make sure we don't make the same mistakes the next time. Well, thank you for sharing that. And that, that sounds, I saw some pictures, I think on, on Twitter and some other mm -hmm. stuff of y'all together. So I knew something was going on, <laughs> but, uh, Tracy, you know, I love talking to you. You know, I love hanging out and just picking your brain and learning from you. So as always, thank you for being who you are and being such a resource for all of us. If there's someone listening that wants to get involved with finding a mentor, finding a mentee, let's start there with how do they get connected through Inspira? And then if they want to reach out to you directly and ask you questions, where can they find you and how can they pick your brain? Like I do so often. <laughs> well, I love that. Um, so if you're an Inspira member, you just make sure you log into the Inspira website and then the mentor match is part of um, connect Inspira connect. So you can go through and, um, just even read the information before you sign up, you know, what's expected of mentors and mentees and whatnot. Um, you can reach out to myself or any of the Ensper staff or any of the Ensper board members, and we're happy to talk about that as well. Um, for as long as Twitter's still up and standing, I'm pretty <laughs> active on there. So you can reach out to me at T Gents. Um, and then uh, you could probably Google my name, um, avoid some of the interesting articles that come up. That's just the life of school PR, but my contact information will pop up there and I'm happy to, to visit with anybody about reverse mentoring, mentoring or anything else. Sounds like we need to do a show in the second half of this season about <laughs> Twitter in general, uh, just about the, the mess. I feel like you could do like a few minute roundup every day about yeah. what's changed, what's not working, what is. Is your school going to pay $8 a month? Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. Great I mean, question. Yeah, that's that's a that's a topic that has come up in work that we're doing with Teespur right now. Teespur members are like, can we have something at the conference about Twitter? We're like, it's going to change two days later. Like, we'll give you something, but don't hold it to be truth. Like, exactly. So, and your conference is in February, right? Yeah, so who knows? I mean, Twitter may not even be a, a working web address by then at this rate. So, <laughs> well, there's the researcher and me thinking, okay, how many times between now and then would something change on Twitter? <laughs> at, at the rate it's Never. going, the limit does not exist in, in, the, in the words of mean girls. Um, 
Well, thank you as always, Tracy. I appreciate you. And uh, I know we are doing this a couple days before Thanksgiving. This does not come out until after Thanksgiving, but I hope you have a great holiday week, holiday season, get some rest, unplug, and just enjoy time with those that you love and that aren't at work. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Same to you and my uh, very favorite ladies in the Deering family as well. They are on the other side of this wall watching a Christmas movie. I can hear it in the background. So, well, thank you, Tracy. I appreciate you. And um, this was awesome. Well, there you have it. Another episode of School PR Happy Hour. I want to thank Tracy Gents for basically just being Tracy Gents and for coming on the show and talking about mentoring and reverse mentoring and how to connect with folks. But more importantly, just being somebody that we trust and rely on and is always willing to help in school PR. As you know, it's about this time of year that me and Aaron take a couple weeks off for the holidays and we enjoy time with our families. So you can expect your regular programming to return January 15th for the second half of this season. Now that doesn't mean that during that time there may not be a special episode that comes up and pops up if we see a topic, as you heard us talk about towards the end of the show, that may be needing to be talked about in the school PR world. We appreciate your support through this first half of season four, and we appreciate you continually coming back and listening to the show. And as always, we thank our sponsors, CISO Communications and Class Intercom. And as Aaron always says, let's go out there and be a little better at our jobs every day. Have a great holiday, School PR.